Nation, Rob McGregor, welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And Trish McGregor. And our producer and tech magician, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular blog posts and where you can find out about our books. Our most recent nonfiction book is Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities. Trish's most recent novel is called White Crows, which comes out in 2022. Rob's latest novel is Tool Puts. Uh, we also have a new book coming out soon called The Shift, Reports from the Mystical Underground. Okay, our guest today is Meredith Willits. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. You did. Okay. Meredith is in a constant search for the whys of humanity to help people move forward in life. She wants to help change the world one person at a time, one podcast at a time. Curious from birth, she has spent her life asking why and is always searching for the layers to an issue for change and growth. She has made it her life's work uh, helping people based on what she has experienced in life, her interactions with clients, and her strong connection with spirit. She's always two sentences away from telling you to have faith and learn the lesson so you can move forward and find true happiness. Meredith is a wife and mother to four children, ages 9 to 24. That's certain to keep her busy. She's a psychic medium and life coach who works with CEOs, entrepreneurs, moms, and 20-somethings, all working to get happy and live their best life once and for all. Welcome, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. This is great. Yeah. So when did you recognize that you were a medium, and uh, how did that develop and affect your life? Well, there's, I always tell people there's no going back, right? So <laughs> uh, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Uh, well, about, I would say about 14 years ago, um, it just kind of started to evolve. And as I tell people, I actually taught myself how to be a psychic medium. Um, I've always been sensitive, empathic, if you will. And about 14 years ago, um, I contracted Lyme's disease and I put it on Facebook. I wasn't getting any better, yada. And my friend said, would you be interested in doing something weird? I said, I'll do anything. Because <laughs> at that time, it was like I could do one thing a day. I was so tired from the limes. Mm. And so I sent my photograph and information to this gal in New York. And long story short, I learned you know, about total body analysis. And I had to become a practitioner because it was so life-changing. And I learned about like advanced long distance kinesiology and energy work. I didn't even know exactly what I was doing. Just knew it worked. And uh, that evolved into studying um, emotional release and uh, Dr. Bradley Nelson, which were, you know, the emotion code. Mm -hmm. And then that evolved into, well, if I can talk to living people and tap into them across the world and energy is neither created nor destroyed, then that means I should be able to talk to dead people too, because they are never destroyed (laughs) either. So it really was a very bizarre, unintentional um, path, I guess you would say, of, of learning that I am psychic and you are too, and we all are. And I just spend a lot of time learning and focusing on it. But I truly believe we are all psychic mediums, just like we could all be physicians. Some people just go to school for it and study on it and pay attention to it and others don't. It's just really that simple. Hmm. Okay. As a medium, how do you work now with people? I mean, do you need an object or a picture or Oh, no, no. So um, I have a class, actually, that I teach, Mediumship 101, and it's a, it's a video <laughs> class on my website um, because when I first started doing this, I just was, you know, willy-nilly tapping into people's energy, which is a really bad idea. Um, and so I worked with um, Teresa, the Long Island Mediums, 
her healer, Pat Longo, and she helped me over, you know, an hour's period of time to learn how to be a medium safely. And that means having rules and, you know, timelines and time limits. Like, I will not go to Target and do a reading on somebody um, <laughs> like they do on television. I live a very normal life, as you can imagine, as you said, with four kids and a husband. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you don't want to be bombarded by energy, other people's energy. You know, people are always, oh, gosh, when you go places, is it overwhelming? And I live a very normal nine to five life. Um, but when I'm in appointment, that is the invitation to kind of tap into that. I, I tell people that I read energy. So just like some people speak Spanish and English and they interpret it, I read energy. So when I'm in appointment, that means you've invited me into your energy right. field. Um, then that means that it's go time. And so I'm clairvoyant, which means I see in my head, like if I said to you, pink elephants, where do you see that? You see it in your mind's eye. That's mm. how I see spirit. They also use my body. Um, so certain things that they might fire up would be, let's say they made my right arm hurt. Um, mm. And so that would be kind of my code for feeling helpless as a female or a female in your life is making you feel helpless. Mm. But what I'm really best at is um, tapping into the emotion or the personality of a person. Mm. So what, Why the right arm? I'm, I'm not. So... So when you study, um, uh, what the heck is it? It's the, um, like the body and like the way that the body. So have you ever read the book or heard of the book? Like, um, the body keeps the score or, um, the mind body connection. Yeah. Um, mind -body connection. Yeah. There's a bunch, there's a bunch of books out there that kind of talk about like where we hold things. So like the hips, represents um being unsupported your back uh -huh. represents the weight of the world's on your back so there's all different um things that spirit uses my body so that while i'm talking to you i can still be getting messages uh -huh. so they might fire up my kidneys which is going to represent either fear or um or a kidney situation so when i'm talking <laughs> to someone i usually have to say okay so there's either something going on with your eyes or you don't want to look at something because it mm. could mean either the emotional aspect of the body or the physical aspect of the body. Um, so it, it could have multiple meanings and, you know, then the emotions of it, like you, you can feel the person was <clears throat> funny and outgoing and so on and so forth. So yeah, spirit uses my entire body all during <laughs> appointment. Um, and, and I it's wonder funny you have to keep a schedule. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can't even imagine. So, and what's beautiful about it is when the appointment's over, it's over. Like, but I did have a situation last week um, where I was working with a, a woman and she, I was doing emotional release. And all of a sudden I got nauseous to mm. the point where um, I thought I was going to have to hang up and be sick. And that has Jeez. never happened in my entire life. And what was actually coming up was this um, trapped emotion, all these trapped emotions from her mother. Hmm. And so I I grab my emotion code paper and I start, I'm like, we just got to release these emotions because I'm going to be sick on the phone with you. And as soon as it was over with, it was over with. And so uh -huh. I knew that those emotions had been released because when you do the emotion code, um, which is using kind of the um, main meridian line of the body. So it's a mixture uh -huh. of like, uh, it's a, a mixture of energy work and acupuncture pressure, puncture, uh -huh. points, it's like all that. And it can be done long distance over the phone, which is great. And mm. so um, once it's removed, it's removed forever, which is mm. amazing. Um, that is. Yeah, but the body feels <clears throat> like an onion. So you might be continuing to, you know, attract people that are victimizing you or abandoning uh -huh. you or whatever. So I have a whole list. Um, and that's, you know, it, it, it's really, really probably my f most favorite thing to do outside of psychic work is mm. the emotion code just because it's so transformative for my clients. Huh. Now, is this all part of your it. life co coaching work? Uh, is so mediumship plays a, a, a key role? So it's kind of interesting because like mediumship 
it's not my favorite thing to do um, mm-hmm. just because I need, it's like, it's like a team sport, right? I'd rather wrestle. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather be my own person and know I only have to rely on myself for the appointment to go swimmingly. Um, whereas mediumship, like sometimes spirit will come in like, you know, gangbusters with personality and you can see the visuals and sometimes they're really not that great at, at you know, giving those messages as quite as easily. And so you have to rely on spirit in that way. Um, whereas psychic, it's I'm just reading energy, which to me is very, very simple. Um, so in the life coaching, spiritual counseling, I kind of use all of it. And that is why I'm so profoundly different than most life coaches. Most life coaches use like a a methodology from like, you know, um, Tony Robbins or some other life coaching, um, method, which I have also taken those classes as well. The Tony, um, Robbins coaching classes. Um, but to incorporate, uh, intuition and, and psychic work and energy release and emotional release and using all of these different things during an appointment, people tell me one hour appointment is like, you know, 10 years of therapy because uh, unfortunately you cannot hide from me. So like if someone (laughs) comes in and they're like, yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then I'm like watching them or like I'm in my mind's eye seeing them, like their throats closing, they're not grounded. They're, you know, their uterus is contracting in the fear of, you know, creation and all this. I'm like, "Mm, everything doesn't seem fine. What's going on (laughs) with your throat? Like, you know, and I'm, you know, so as, as someone's talking to me, my brain is automatically scanning. I'm automatically Hmm. picking things up. And so I can cut to the quick, very fast and get to where we need to heal because I will only deliver a healing message. And Mm. people really like that because I'm not going to tell you, you know, when you're going to die or something's going to happen to your family. It's only to help you on this earth. And the beautiful thing about that is that it gets there quickly because spirit will bring to me just by proxy of, of time limits, you know, of an appointment, what right. is going to be the best healing message for this person? Mm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <coughs> I drank water that went down. Oh, it's the worst. There's nothing worse yeah. than the wrong type. <coughs> what is happening? <laughs> so I'll step in here. How do, how do uh, we use our minds to uh, create a reality? You talk about reframing and reprogramming, uh, but uh, what do you mean by that? So... Um, the mind, as you know, Einstein said, is the most powerful creator. It's the most powerful of anything on this on this world, in this universe. And so I went through breast cancer two years ago, and I decided that if I'm going to go through this, I am going to learn something from it. It's not going to be in vain. So I decided to use every single experience as an opportunity to get to know myself better. So inside of my framework of breast cancer... I decided to to use it as a way to better myself, better my life, um, constantly learn the lesson. And so they have shown through science that if we say to ourselves, um, my life is awesome, that our brains will look for things constantly. And this is the way the Facebook algorithm works. It will look things constantly to tell you how right you are. Huh. So if I say my life is awesome, my brain will constantly be looking for things to make me right. Mm-hmm. If I say my kids are such a pain in the butt, <laughs> my brain will constantly be looking at stuff to tell me how right I am. This is a scientific <laughs> fact, okay? So it if while to- going through, go ahead. Yeah, it, it seems that the negative comes through a lot easier than the positive yeah. sometimes, though. 
I agree with that. And people really get like, and, and that's why the news is addictive. That's why Facebook, like it's almost impossible mm-hmm. for people to quit Facebook because they're so into arguing with people. They want to be right. They want to be t- like, it's an addiction, that negativity. I see it all the time in people. But once you turn that Titanic, it is like turning the Titanic and say, you know, if it doesn't serve my highest good, if it doesn't serve me, if it doesn't make me feel good, I'm not participating. And I've now been off of Facebook for a couple of years. I still use it for business. Um, but for, for personal stuff, I don't argue with anyone for any mm. reason at any time because it really is feeding. So scientifically, this is the way the brain works is what you're talking about is a breastfeeding mom will actually grow a thing in her brain that is for breastfeeding. And they huh. actually have done studies on the brain that show a portion of the brain that when a mom is breastfeeding is created and when she stops breastfeeding, it goes away. Okay. Hmm. So the brain will respond to the stimulus that it is, if it's needing to argue, it will, it will focus on the arguing. If it needs to be, you know, meditating, then it'll focus on learning how to meditate. So if you create a breastfeeding, angry, psychotic, you know, synapsis <laughs> in your brain, you have to undo that. You have yeah. to turn the Titanic and say, I want to live a good life. And that right. it goes back again to science, a, a, an object wanting to go in one direction, wants to keep going in that direction unless you turn the wheel. I mean, this is science. That's what's so amazing about it. People say that mediums and psychics, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a bunch of malarkey. It's science. Yeah, this, it is. This is particles. This is the other day. It was so funny. I love this because it just happened. The the day that I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> It was 1030 in the morning. And so I'm driving with my husband in the evening because I, I know you were curious if anyone in my family was psychic yes. or a medium. <laughs> and and I, we're, so we're driving. I go, oh, my God, Jim. I said, I had this appointment this morning and I almost got sick. I almost had to hang up. It's never happened to me before. And he looks at me, turns white as a ghost. He goes, don't tell me that was at 1030 in the morning. I go, it wow. was actually. Absolutely at 1030 in the morning. He goes, I had to excuse myself from a meeting I was in because I thought I was going to throw up. God. <laughs> yeah, that's that happens. Right. And so yeah. I look, I start cracking up laughing. He goes, what? I go, you are so <laughs> psychic and you don't even know. I mean, he worked, he's vice president at the Chicago White Sox, but he's running around probably more psychic than I am. And <laughs> it happens all the time. And we poo poo yeah. it. You know, your listeners, they... <laughs> They probably poo-poo a lot of the things that happen. Like, I just gave away this mug of a dog of ours that we had to get rid of. And my husband um, walked in the house and he goes, did you ever find that mug of Shiloh? And I had just gotten rid of it that afternoon. (laughs) And we haven't talked about that mug in two years, you know? And so we are all so, so psychic. My son, my 10-year-old, super, super psychic, too. Yeah, we have a lot of that uh, stuff happening that's here. I'm thinking, I mean, I'm know, thinking something, and Trish will mention it. Yeah. And uh, and just in this podcast, I've had a cold, but I still have a little bit of congestion <laughs> in my throat. And as we began, we're talking. I got this tension in my throat and upper chest, and I just wanted to cough, but I I held off. You gave it I to me. And instead, <laughs> Trish uh, drinks water and starts coughing, and my and the tension just left out of me. Uh, yeah. And see, that's the thing, like when we when we kind of allow that in our families, right, when we when that becomes the normal conversation, that connection and that intuition and and all of those beautiful synchronicities become a norm. Mm -hmm. And because part of our reality, those things open and open, just like if reading is normal or playing video games is normal Uh or going on a bike ride is normal when we create this this space for these new kind of ways of living, then they become fostered and then they expand and then they begin to flow. And I see that when, you know, as we're having these conversations on podcasts and television shows and, you know, in the news, it's becoming more of a way of life. I think that we're going to see more and more people 
turning towards spiritual counselors or intuitive Mm -hmm. life coaches because we can get there so much faster than, you know, it sounds awful, but the normal counseling of is, you know, how does that make you feel? How are you? Also, the normal counseling goes over your past, which is probably painful. Mm -hmm. It goes over your past and it doesn't, you can't really. I always tell, say, uh, you know, don't don't make an appointment with me if you don't want punched in the face because I can't help myself. you know what I mean? Like I see the writing on the wall. I'm like, this is something's going on with your mom. And it's like, no, everything's uh-huh. fine. And I'm like, mm, it's not <laughs> like, like, let's just get there really quick and then we can get out of it, you know? So, that's oh, Meredith, so, so with cool. your breast cancer, did you heal yourself or what what did you do? No, I absolutely did a, a normal Western medicine. I uh-huh. um, had ab- actually two lumpectomies and then I didn't need chemo. So I then did four weeks of radiation. You know, I look at all of what God in the universe has created as being tools. So, uh-huh. you know, just like I eat food from the grocery store and I collect money over Venmo, I'm going to go Western medicine route. Like, and I'm sure there's people out there that have gone Eastern medicine, but I have a girlfriend that went, you know, and she did this method in Mexico. She's dead. I look at Steve's job. He's mm-hmm. dead. I'm going Western medicine. I'll talk to yeah. people and all that stuff, but you know, I'm going to still do surgery, <laughs> but that's mm. me. Yeah. yeah. So, Meredith, as a psychic medium, do you see a like a continual interaction between the spirit world and humans? And why are spirits interested in us instead of moving on to higher realms or higher planes? Yeah. Um, so the I'm also a past life regressionist. And mm-hmm. so I do past life regressions for people. And I also do psychic past life <clears throat> readings. Yeah. Um, and so the way that I see energy since it's never created or destroyed is it's constantly being processed and, um, evolved. And so, you know, as we come into the human realm, um, the reason that spirit is interested in us is because we have contracts with helpers and guides and ancestors if you want to look at the human experience on our planet, it's almost like an experiment. Uh And we are constantly living in this matrix experiment and, you know, they want the best for us. So when you see Buddha and Mohammed and Jesus coming to earth and you see all of these teachings, that's what they're trying to do is fix us. You know, they're trying to like, Hey, uh, so Old Testament's out, and so here's Jesus, and so look, you guys have one job, and that's to love each other. Can you handle it? No. <laughs> but we well, tried. <laughs> well, what do you see, what kind of feedback do you get with spirits or whatever uh, about the pandemic? Is this a trigger for a shift, for a paradigm shift? Yeah, absolutely. Or is it something... It is. Absolutely. And so is, you know, the political um, arena, I knew... Right. Three months before Trump was elected, I got a message. I did not vote for him myself. I'm not a, you know, I'm not pushing politics, but I'm just saying I had no vested interest in him being elected and yet got a message from spirit, came outside and told my husband, holy crap, Donald Trump's going to (laughs) win. And he's like, there's no possible way. I'm like, I just got the message that he has to win. Oh, interesting. So interesting. And so as I watched it play out over the four years and saw the divide, which is what Dolores Cannon talks about, if you read any of her books of the new Uh earth and the divide of the two earths, we can see the writing on the wall. Like When -hmm. you say the two earths, it's truly almost the political divide of blue and red in our country. And it's in other countries in different (laughs) ways. Um, But really either leaning into the fear and the Mm three-dimensional, the walls, things of that nature, or leaning into faith, the five-dimensional. I always tell people, when you look at a situation, ask yourself, like, is this out of fear or is this inside of love and faith? And so is this a human three-dimensional, I want shoes and purses, or is this a I love humans and I want the best for all of humanity. And so you can kind of see that divide between that 3D and 5D. And we fight every day. You know what I mean? Like, mind, um, mind, mind, greed, greed, greed. Or are we going and saying, hey, like, there's enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
So that's yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. It it seems there seems to be very little sense uh, that we're all interconnected at a higher yeah. level, as mystics say, uh, as part of a greater reality, because our everyday world seems to be so very chaotic yeah. with lots of conflicts, differing views of what's true, what's reality, actually. And so is this the split you're talking about? And yeah, and honestly, I see all of us as playing a role. So we're mm-hmm. all kind of play, like I'm playing Meredith, the psychic medium, and mm-hmm. then you know, you have someone over there that's Joe and he's playing like the awful murderer. And then we have Uh someone over there that's a judge and a jury. And so we're all playing off of each other's roles and Mm -hmm. energies to evolve. So Mm -hmm. in this lifetime, (coughs) in another lifetime, I was a whale. In another lifetime, I watched my, you know, wife and kid be murdered in front of me. And so each of these experiences is allowing me to understand. And people go, well, if you can't remember, who cares? You know, like, I can't remember unless I do a past life regression. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but we can't have the answers to the tests. Otherwise, we truly wouldn't learn anything. So, yes, do I remember as a human? No. But is this about humanity? No, it's about the spirit. My uh-huh. spirit is evolving. My humanity hopefully is evolving in this lifetime, but that's not the goal. So the bad guy in this lifetime is the good guy in next lifetime. So mm-hmm. as right. Jesus said, it's all about it's all about forgiveness and acceptance and loving everyone as ourselves, <laughs> even the murderer, even yeah. the bad guy. Because he's everywhere. God is in all of us. We are all equal. Even And I have people on TikTok that are like, I'm not a murderer. I'm not a pedophile. Don't let me into there. And I'm like, I'm like, well, that'd be nice if you were that great. But none of us are any worse than, than another mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm. Only in mm-hmm. the human realm do we have this, this, this theory of good and bad and evil and all this other stuff. You cannot level energy. How do you, how do you send a proton to hell? Like it doesn't make any (laughs) sense if you really, you know what I mean? Like I'm so logical in all of this. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think why a lot of people are drawn to the things I talk about because it's not based in a book. It's based in, in, in like logic. It's based in what's right in your eyes. Robin, I'm facing off here to ask you the next question. <laughs> do you really remember a life as a whale? I do. And whenever wow, they so really cool. want to relax. How do we get to be whales? <laughs> it's unbelievable. So when I first started doing a lot of this work, I would say, let's see, four, five, six, seven, say seven years ago, I had a healer reach out to me on Facebook. I had no idea who this person was. And he said, I know who you are, which was freaky. And I did not respond for a long time. And I was very skeptical. And I said, my husband's reading all of these messages because I was very intimidated and nervous as a woman. And he said, I I have no intention of meeting you or calling you. But um, I think that you should start doing these self-hypnosis. And here's the, you know, here's the paper on how to do it and all this other stuff. And so when you're done, every single one, when you come out, write down what you saw. Uh And so I did this and one of them was the whale. And Mm. what's so interesting is, is if I want to get very relaxed, I can instantly take myself back there. So that was seen during a self hypnosis past Mm. regression, which is a little different than like QHHT where I regress somebody or someone regresses me. It's, but it's very, very powerful. And it's very. So what was it like feeling? being a whale? <laughs> it was so, it's so different. You, it was weird because it's so slow, and it was like a sperm whale, so it was super huge, and you, it was just like side, <laughs> you know, like it's just so slow. It's just <laughs> so you could instantly kind of go there, which is really cool. Huh. But it was my opportunity to see um, that we can and have been and will be animals for growth and expansion and awakening. Mm. And, you know, when you see someone that is saving the whales, you know, when you see someone who's profoundly interested in, you know, 
saving the earth or the trees. Mm-hmm. It's probably because they've been a whale or a tree or, right. you know, that is that calling when you see someone like saving German shepherds. They've probably been a German shepherd, you know, so it's right. it's so, so you believe in so you believe in karma karma. Yeah, I believe in karma, probably a little bit different than most. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people look at karma as like you're being punished, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's always karma as a bee, right? Um, But to me, karma is the hangover of spirit. So Mm -hmm. karma we experience when you drink too much and you wake up the next morning and you've got a hangover. And so that's spirit's way of God's way, the universe's way of trying to tell you, you probably shouldn't drink too much. So it's kind of in that same, people are always like, well, I hope they get what they deserve. Or are you telling me that I was abused in this lifetime because I was abusive in a last lifetime and I deserved to be abused. And just like Mm -hmm. the hangover, we never deserve anything. It's never about punishment. It's Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. about experiencing, expanding, understanding, Mm -hmm. not judging, getting out of that, understanding that we're all flawed, broken, you know, painfully Uh disturbed humans um, (laughs) that are all trying to do better. So Karma for me is actually about, you know, coming full circle. It's about Mm -hmm. being on both sides of the coin for true understanding and expansion and awakening. It seems to me that uh, people who have very successful, very good lives may have uh, had a life in the past that where they were very self-sacrificing. I, I, I always think of the Beatles that way. There's tens of thousands of you know groups uh, that in the late six mid '60s were you know starting out uh, wanting to be famous. The Beatles shot to the top and you know have been uh, there forever. And even uh, though they're mostly dead, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. But, st- but still, you know, it's it seems so effortless in a way. That big, they only lasted as a group for like seven, eight years. <laughs> yeah, I think it was even like five. Like, yeah, it's, yeah it, maybe it's, less. Yeah. yeah, and and they're they'll be around for for all of eternity. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's it's really really interesting when you study. If you have the opportunity to ever read any Dolores Cannon books, she talks about how there are not enough bodies um, that are sick. And um, like in wheelchairs, having disabilities, things of that nature for a spirit to go into, because when a spirit enters a body that is sickly or um, has challenges, they, quote, burn through lifetimes of karma, because not only are they learning so much by having this this challenge, but the people around that person, their family, their friends, someone holding the door at Target, um, everyone's karma is being full circled. Their hearts are opening by way of this mm-hmm. individual. It's just, it's really, really breathtaking. If anyone has the opportunity to read anything by Dolores Cannon, I strongly recommend it because it is so life-changing if you're interested in this work. Another one is Many Lives, Many Masters. Oh yeah, that's a great book. Another mm-hmm. great um, yeah. book. But it really helps you understand all of what I'm talking about because if you go <laughs> to it, go go to it, go to life from a place of only like religion, it's so, mm-hmm. it's so one dimensional. It's yeah. you're a good person, you're a bad person, you repent, whatever That's you're going it. to move have. On. To, <laughs> right, and move on. And it's, it just, it doesn't make much sense from where we're now sitting and the information that we have in front of us melded with science. It just makes too much sense the other way. How does all of your beliefs about this stuff uh, affect your kids. Your, your kids are probably going to be really unusual people or already are. <laughs> you would think. Um, it's kind of weird. And I talk about this with clients a lot because I'll get a lot of people that come to me and say, I feel very alone on this journey. I'm going through an awakening. I don't have any friends mm-hmm. who are also going through this awakening. And Um, it can be a very lonely path. So that said, 
I really don't talk to my kids about this stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was actually just watching TV with my husband like two days ago. And I said to him, do you feel in the last two to three years that all of the world has changed so much that you don't even really recognize it anymore? <laughs> and he goes, I know I'm supposed to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, but not really. And and it's so interesting because it's just not his focus. His focus yeah. is what his focus is. And my focus is paying attention and talking about these things. So, you know, last year, my 10 year old was in fourth grade and they had to do a how to speech. And so we went into the fourth grade and taught everyone how to meditate. And he oh, brought Chris. Cool. Yeah. And I said wow. to him, like, do you need any help with that? And he's like, no, I got it. So like for him, like he'll listen to meditation music when he's going to bed or he'll listen to spa. He's got a dream catcher in his bedroom that he purchased with his own money. Um, It's just it's more, you know, like we say grace when we eat dinner. We're very grateful. I I teach them how to pray in gratitude and ask only Mm. for clarity. Um, So it's kind of a way of breathing in our house, but it's not necessarily discussed or taught or Mm. it's just a way of life yes well here's a weird thing when megan was young i was just learning the tarot when our daughter was young and one day she went over to a friend's house and they played and then she came home and she goes mom the hangman is on their wall i said what are you talking about she goes you know the tarot card the hangman (laughs) well obviously (laughs) she was missing the point (laughs) And the woman, she never went back to that girl's house. She was never invited back, let me put it that way. Right. Well, I, I do worry about that sometimes because, you know, people that my in my town, they're, they're very open. Like I I just did a, um, a reading for um, the Historic Society. They did a tombstone like kind of tour for Halloween. And oh, cool. I donated my time and did readings for two hours. And so people in my world know what I do. And right. I live in a very, you know, suburban, you know, uh, neighborhood, but I think people are just becoming more, you know, open to it. It's not like I'm doing rituals or like talking to their children about anything that's left of center. I'm very aware that what I do is different, but I think that more and more people are interested in it. And I'll be honest with you. I really don't tell people what I do because you become the party favor very, very quickly. Yeah, right. So... (laughs) I used to like, oh, yeah, I'll read you at a party. And then I realized, like, this is my free time. And because I will only deliver a healing message, I I have a two-drink maximum. So if I've had two drinks or they've had two drinks, I will not do or say anything because usually it cuts to the quick and people end up crying at parties. (laughs) So I don't do it anymore. (laughs) I don't want to do it anymore. Years ago, we had uh, a man living with us who was a psychic medium, and uh, we used to go to this one breakfast restaurant, and uh, (laughs) once he gave a reading to a waitress uh, during breakfast, and after that, every time we went there, the waitresses would buzz right over to him. (laughs) Read for us, read for us. Yeah, trust me. And that's the thing, Like, like all my friends, like, my closest friends never ask for readings. They never are interested in this stuff, which I think is so awesome that I'm allowed to just be human Meredith and then work Meredith is kind of someone else, so to speak, or that uh-huh. it's like being at a job, you know, like you don't want to be yeah. working. I had a friend in Florida and she used to be like, Meredith, you have to come over and read me. I need you to come over and help me with this. And it just, it became very one-sided and it just doesn't feel good. So I, I somehow have managed to surround myself with people that don't need me in that way. I'll make Uh you dinner five nights a week, but I don't want to sit there and be (laughs) tapping in. Like it's just, it's, it's more work than a person might think that it is, you know, because you're tapping in and yada. Does it, do you ever feel exhausted afterwards? Um, I usually get pretty tired at like, if I have uh, a party, like if I do parties, um, which those like the other day I did a party, it was three and a half hours. Um, that is a lot because I'm reading like 10 people. It's a lot of different, you know, it's a lot of different energies. 
because I might read them and all of their kids when they say, well, oh, what about okay. this kid? And what about that kid? And I'll be like, all right, well, that kid's this. And so it can be like that. But um, just, I, I won't do more than like four or five appointments in yeah. one day. I'm just shot. It's just too much talking. Yeah. It's, well, it's also energy that you're putting out. Yeah. It's a lot. Do you yeah. work with spirit guides, Meredith? So whenever I say they... That's mm-hmm. always kind of, I guess, spirit guides. I've done a like a meditation to quote look at my spirit guides, mm-hmm. um, but I just see them as being kind of a they, just mm-hmm. like they, like whoever is showing up. Because if I am doing a reading with like one of you, <coughs> spirit guides are probably talking to your spirit guides. Like I don't really know who I'm getting the information from. Mm-hmm. I just know that it's all of our higher selves. Uh huh. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of funny to think about these spirit guys up there chatting away. Okay, well, that's this. Do this. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it seems like we've got, but I, you know, we have free will. And so right. they're really not supposed to get involved unless we ask. So, you know, like, if you do study this stuff, they do say all the time, like, talk to your spirit guides, ask. And the more you listen to the nudge, I always tell people, it's the nudge. It's uh-huh. when you're at Walgreens and you hear, you should buy double A batteries or you walk yes. by them and you see them and you're like, do I need double A batteries? And now you're like, I think I do. And then you ignore it. Right. That and you do so at your own guy. peril. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have done it so many times. And now I'm like, no, I need to just get the darn milk. If I have 42 <laughs> milks at home, I'm still buying the darn milk. So if the more you listen to that nudge and that whisper and, and really step into that energy, they know you're listening and they uh-huh. will continue to help. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That's well, that, that happens to me sometimes before hurricanes. I'll be oh. walking through a store saying, okay, what do I need? What do I need? And you, you do get a nudge to go in one direction or another. Pick yeah. up this product. Yeah, and they're yeah. the ones, too, that are nudging you to pay attention to the clock at 444 uh-huh. or 5.55 or 11.11. And to mm-hmm. me, I always think that that's them saying, you're, you've got this. You're going in right. the right direction. Keep going. Yesterday, I commented on TikTok. I had a bunch of people asking me to comment on the um, Astro World um, music right. festival all those kids had died and um so i i I made a comment uh on tiktok and i was nervous about it because it's it's pretty it's pretty heavy to talk about a place where kids have died and um i turned around i was at my in my kitchen when i made the video and the clock said 444 and i said thank you thank Mm. you because, cause, you know, they were basically saying, you got this. It's okay. Yeah. You did the right thing. People need to hear from you. So it was nice. It was nice. I love number synchronicities like that. Especially that. the 11-11, yeah, all of them. Yeah. Three, three, three. I, <laughs> yeah. And it just, you know, it just feels like, hey, someone's got my back. I, I really am on the right path. I had a client mm-hmm. this morning who was telling me that she she had left her boyfriend. She moved out. And um, there were 34 miles on her rental truck. It was 34 miles to her new apartment. She had just turned 34 years old. Like it was like, <laughs> and, oh, and the new address to her new apartment was 34. Yeah, and, synchronicity after synchronicity. I love it. Yeah, and she was like, Meredith. And I'm like, hey, if that is not the universe and all of your higher everythings telling you you made the right choice, I don't know what is. And she goes, I'll tell you what. It was life changing just having those little tiny yeah. nudges say you got this. You got yeah. this. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so beautiful. So nice. <clears throat> My best uh, number uh, synchronicity was on a trip. Actually, I was driving to Miami, taking a friend to the airport, two friends, and uh, here having this spiritual discussion. It just felt like a very high energy, and this car passes us that has the license plate zen 665 and the guy i can't remember his name now he said what if we saw zen 666 <laughs> not two minutes later a car went by that had that license plate zen 666 that's so crazy yeah yeah and then uh, like two three years later i saw that car again the zen 666 one <laughs> 
I, and you know what's funny is I guess six six six. Although coming from you know if you come from a religious place, right? Um, it's a negative. But I just saw recently something about it being connected to the divine feminine. Ooh. Um, and actually thirteen is actually a divine feminine yeah, number. Yeah. Because it is Mary Magdalene, she's the thirteenth apostle. Uh-huh. So there's there's a lot of things that I think that we that have been hidden from us as far as divine feminine energy and female um, powerful beings um, and leaders in in the spiritual world that have been changed to being a negative, which I think yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Well, all that stuff's going to start emerging. Yep. <laughs> That's how I see this paradigm shift. And in um, numerology, 666 is a nine when you uh, add them all together, which is beginnings and endings. There you go. And that's what we're moving into with the age of Aquarius is the, right. you know, the divine feminine and feminine energy mm-hmm. and creation and getting out of masculine, you know, it's more about going to be a blend. So, yeah, all this stuff is shifting and we can see it. I mean, the writing's on the wall right. and with TikTok and social media, we are sharing information faster than we ever had in all of the world. And so, you know, we're all catching up and sharing and learning. I mean, not a year ago, we weren't even talking about like narcissism and, you know, neurodivergence and, you know, (laughs) transgender, like we're learning so much. We're learning, you know, uh, the patriarchy. I mean, who's saying, talking about this kind of stuff even one year ago, and now it's just Mm -hmm. normal conversation Mm -hmm. of like, Hey, let's get out of this. Let's learn more. So it's, it's just breathtaking how quickly everything is evolving for the positive and, and, and we're learning about our power, you know, our, our true parent power, which is beautiful. Right. Once you see past all the chaos of the everyday world. (laughs) Well, I always tell people, don't look at it. You know, every day we have an opportunity for the other side, right? The the other side of the coin. And I always look at it as the distraction. It's the distractor Uh from finding where we really want to go, our higher selves, true, true awakening. And so, you know, yes, our conspiracy theories, a lot of times correct and true. Yes. Should you pay attention to them? No, you you know, it's all a distraction to keep you on the news, arguing with people, focused on this 3D reality, focused on politics, focused on religion, focused on all of this garbage Uh that keeps you low frequency, low vibration and fighting and hating everybody. Right. That's true. Well, you know, if so it's if not, for some people, it's the news. For other people, it's uh, social media and yep. the uh, citizen journalists who uh, <laughs> Whatever they have, are. A different, have a different view of reality. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I just look at it like I had a situation I, every single day. I have a relative that sends me, you know, information on the, to get the vaccine, to not get the vaccine and right. Biden and this and that. I just, I'm not, I don't even respond. Like I'm not (laughs) going to give it any energy. I have way too much stuff to go on. I have to be at my top physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual shape. I cannot be getting in arguments about 3D crap that does not help me. It doesn't help anybody for me to argue. I always tell people, if you want to be in politics, run for office. Exactly. (laughs) Those are the only two things that you should be doing politically ever, unless you're getting paid to be a pundit on television, right. then run for office <laughs> or vote outside of that. Get out of it, because all it is is a, is a big pot of negativity that gets you absolutely nowhere. And the older generation, a lot. Well, don't you need to be an informed citizen? No, I was <laughs> never meant to know what all three thousand of my faith. Facebook friends think about everything under the sun. I don't need that much information. I don't need to be involved in all of this, this chaos. And so we were never meant to know all that we know. And so to sit there and swim inside of that negativity is so profoundly (laughs) unhealthy, so unhealthy. Oh, this has been great, Meredith. Uh, Tell readers where they could find you, your website. Oh, yes, I'm at MeredithWillets.com, and I don't know if you do show notes for them to be able to look for the spelling of my name, Um, but it's M-E-R-E. Do you have the spelling somewhere? 
Uh, I think John does. Yeah. Okay, great. We, we do, yeah, and, and we'll, we'll put the link in the uh, description. Oh, good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So MeredithWillits.com, and then I have a podcast as well, Meredith with a Y, W-H-Y, and that's the same um, handle I go on on TikTok is also Meredith okay. with a Y. And then I'm on Instagram at Meredith underscore Willits. Um, and you can find all of that stuff um, on my website and stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. great. Uh, when are you going to write a book? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> asks me that. I, I I need to make time for it. I have three started, and so I just need to buckle down and pick a topic already. It, it, I I hear that you're you know got all these books coming out. I'm like pretty pretty inspired and jealous all at the same time. <laughs> but we don't do what you do. <laughs> we don't you know do sessions with people, so yeah. we, we have more time in that sense. Yeah, we've been writing for yeah, quite a while. <laughs> So well, thank, thank you, you very again. much. This is just great. And when you do write your book, let us know. <laughs> we want you to come yeah, back I'll, on. I'll be come, running right back over here so I can get on your podcast. because this Okay, is good. Sounds good. All right. Take good, care and have good a good talking to you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And, and thanks thanks for uh, working with us because, yeah, getting you on the mic, sounded it sounded great. So I appreciate that. Oh, good, good. And I'm we'll so send happy. you the link when the podcast goes up. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. It really has. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical.